0: Welcome to the Inside Yoji Podcast. Today we've got here Carl Hemis, the Chief Operating Officer of Yoji. Welcome, Carl. Hi, Eric. Good afternoon. Okay. Thank you. We're doing something a bit different today. So we'll start with our uh, one-hot-minute segment. And there's a couple of questions there that we'll fire through. So sure. we're looking forward to your answers
1: on that. Now, how long have you been at Yoji? Nearly 12 months now. Next month is my uh, one-year one anniversary. Uh, tell us one thing that no one knows about Yoji. Uh, the fact that I love the most is that we are over a dozen dozen nationalities, even our small little company. Okay. Would you describe me as a tight-ass, frugal, practical or lavish? Depends on what day you ask me, but probably practical I think is the best one. Strangest logistics project you have ever seen? Uh strangest one I've seen and been involved in was shipping uh, bull semen from a farm in the UK across the whole of Europe to impregnate female cows. Very interesting. Was that expressed? expressed It was actually hand carry, which is even a more vile phrase to use in background to that project. Okay. Dumbest logistics idea you've seen? Has to be uh, from a company, that or very obvious from the statement, but it was bright yellow locker boxes that they wanted to bolt onto the outside of people's houses to make 100% deliveries.
0: Like school lockers at the front door? Yeah.
1: Bolted to the outside of your house. Okay. Uh, Biggest failed technology project? I oh, uh, can't say the name of the company for obvious reasons, but it was attempting to replace a global operating system for one of the divisions. As far as I know, the project's still going on, and it's over €100 million Euros to date, and it still doesn't work. Are you an industry guy or an industry challenger? I'm both, actually. I love the industry. I am definitely from logistics, but I am at Yoji trying to change it. And last one: Why do you wear long sleeve shirts <laughs> to important meetings and t shirts for days in the office? I love this question. Uh, I guess the first answer is because I'm a bit old school and I like to sort of give the right impression when it's an important meeting. Uh, the second answer is I've got a lot of tattoos, as most people know, and not all people appreciate them.
0: Thank you, Carl, for your participation in one hot minute. <laughs> okay, Carl, into the more uh, normally bed section of the podcast where we'll probably get into things a, a little bit more detail and get a bit more background on yourself and, and your role. So I think, first of all, um, why did you choose to join Yoji? You were living in Hong Kong at the time. Um, you were working with a quite a successful company called Brandpath.
1: And what made you make the decision to, to join Yoji? I think... Um Two things really, I think I was sold the day I came down to the office and met everyone. Uh, We have an amazing culture at Yoji and the people here and and the atmosphere that we work in was the thing that really sold it to me. Um, I think the second thing was that um, we're trying to make a change uh, and I think Brandpath was great but it was very much a product that was there for for all time. Um, I don't see that with Yoji, I see it's constantly changing and growing with a market that will drive that. So on that note, what does Yoji do? I often say to people that we take really complex supply chain problems and make them easy to manage and even easier to understand. So that's interesting because
0: supply chain is such a big thing. So maybe if you can talk about that, what is, what is supply chain?
1: Yeah, I think this is, uh, it's one of those things as well when people say logistics and supply chain and transportation. For me, it's the act of moving something from one place to another and that something can be a person, it can be a box... It can be a factory. Um, uh, supply chain dates back to pre-military days and elephants crossing mountains, right? It's the same thing. Um, it's a it's an industry that's very old and, and very habitual. Uh, it doesn't like to see change. Um, and that's what we're trying to affect and that's what we're trying to grow with.
0: It's funny. I, I realised that most when I was actually earlier in the week in Australia meeting investors and I was trying to explain what a hub is. <laughs> a hub for the last 2,000 years a hub would be a warehouse or a place that centralises physical parcels. but what you learn through our technology is all a all hub is essentially is a location where you have a unique set of data points
1: absolutely Because
0: and, and, and then I was trying to explain to people that you could actually have five hubs inside one warehouse in terms of data sets because you might have a contract logistics person, an express person, a cross-border person all operating and they don't want to see each other's inf- information. Yeah, And so I think that's the strange thing about supply chain is that we've always thought about it from a very physical perspective. And I think that's a, it's a very legacy industry thing to do in terms of everything is about the box. And the more and more people are learning that it's not about the box, it's about the information that... Uh, it comes along with the box yeah
1: well i think it, it, and you always make me laugh because you you always tease us and say the logistics people love trucks and they love containers right and they really do it's, just, it's been a very physical industry for time um but now with the you know the massive growth of things like e-commerce uh, the birth of omni-channel data is the most important thing that the industry needs to learn to control um and as you say you can have hubs within hubs you can have you know, warehouses within trailers now. The whole industry is changing uh, and I think that's part of the problem and that's part of the reason for Yoji to exist is that I think we've got some really very easy to use uh, solutions and answers to some of those problems that they're tripping across today.
0: And it's a multi-trillion dollar problem, so I think bringing that back into the perspective of Yoji, what... Can you What well, can we expect to see from Yoji in the short term and say the next six months to chip away at that problem? That yeah,
1: problem? I, I think you'll see us um, grow the customer base as, as adoption grows. So we've got some big clients coming in who are industry leaders. They're very recognised brands and I think they'll help us show the market that it actually isn't that difficult to make the change, that it isn't as complex and as scary as, as all their friends will tell them. I think talk to any logistics person about technology They've got a friend of a friend that lost a million. Mm. Um, it's generally true, actually, as well, from what we were just saying. But they, they are all frightened of it, and I think as we get a couple of those big use cases to market, we're really going to see the adoption of the product starts to grow. Yeah. As you know, I joined, I want Yoji to be a household name within the logistics industry. I want us to become almost a verb, that you've yoji it and it works. Just Yoji, yeah. Yeah, just Yoji, exactly. And I think that's where I've got my aspirations of being here, right? And I know it's not a short six-month thing, it's probably a three-year to five-year thing. Um, but in the next six, I really believe we're on that tipping point now of starting to become uh, a bit more of uh, an adopted and accepted solution.
0: And it's interesting that we've seen um, you know, testimonials starting to come in, Telstra Business Group have sent some really great mm. um, feedback that they've saved 25% on their admin costs, You know, and it's, so that's one thing that we forget is it's not just about the cost of moving a parcel, it's the cost of administrating that, the cost of the finance team and the customer service team, everyone looking for where things are. Yeah. Um, and so in terms of the next six months, have you seen where we are now? Is, that, is our pipeline significantly different to where it was three to six months ago? And
1: I think it, from when I turned up, our pipeline is now totally different. I think we've got a much stronger idea of the people that we're talking to. Um, As any startup does, we were kind of a scattergun approach of trying to talk to anybody that would make an appointment with us. Um, I think we're much more targeted in the countries. I think we've got a much better idea of how our product fits those use cases and how to explain it. Um, I think that we 've got a much clearer view now of where to take that customer conversation it 's really it 's great to see and uh, as you know i 've just spent this week out on the road again with customers and it's we 're really starting to get that story and we 're really starting to get the use case put together
0: and is it a bigger pipeline or a more uh, targeted pipeline or is it all of those things well, what do you see as the the changing
1: I think looking at you the pipeline's never big enough right so we never. always we always need it to be bigger um, I think it 's full of real uh, what I would call real customers now. I think we had a bunch of people in the pipeline because they were there and because we could get a conversation. I think now there are really very genuine customer conversations going on. There is a very real understanding of how to take a client through the pipeline and through the various stages of a sales process with us. Um, And I think there's a constant learning about what that is in SaaS I mean, software is not an easy thing to, to explain to a customer, particularly customers that are used to being able to look out of a window and see a truck or see a container go past and, and physically understand it. Um, it takes a little while for them to understand that that, that data conversation is mo- as much as important as the truck itself.
0: And so it's about finding... You, you think we've found the product market fit, and that for that reason we've been able to, A find the right people in the market to talk to but also the market really agrees with what we're presenting to Yeah them. I
1: think it's a mixture of both uh, it will continue to evolve um, as, as fast as the logistics industry and the supply chain groups are changing themselves we'll follow them and hopefully be just ahead of them so that mix will continue to grow and change over time but for where we are now I think if you take our country groups we've got a really good understanding of, of what we're doing
0: and on that point um, in terms of where we've been heading um, we with recently announced Geodas, which mm. is what we think is going to be one of many big clients that have come on board. Um, but how does a rollout like that work? Just at a high level, I think we'll talk in coming weeks about how we do, you know, projects at a at a tactical level, but how, how does a country a company like Geodas say we want to go from signing a contract to seeing transactions running mm. through the system. What's the, what's the high-level process? Well, I think this
1: has been one of the, the big learnings for, for Yoji in this process as well, is that you, you can't take on a company like Geodes in one go. It's too big. And if you look at the, the size of the agreement we've got, it's an Asia-Pacific agreement across all of our product sets. So you have to take it step by step. You have to find the small projects to start with. Um, you know, so take Geodes as an example There's two countries that we've now managed to get As the first focus, so Singapore and Malaysia It's two parts of our product Which is the first and final mile And the line haul um, And it's now a big attempt From both sides to get that up and running In the next few weeks Um, I think the 1st kickoff meeting's next week, actually, to get that whole team together. But it's bringing it down to something that they can see, you know, to the earlier point of being able to look out of the window and look at a truck. It's really important for a Jody's to be able to sit in front of that computer and go, look, we're using the software, here's how it passes through, and here's the use case for it, and this is the benefit that I got. So Telstra's, you saved me X percent in my costs, needs to be the same conversation we can have with Jody's in the next couple of months. And... Financial upside aside, what what can
0: this type of customer mean for Yoji um, moving forward? Well, I
1: think there's probably three big things from bringing on a customer like this. One, obviously, is it's a great testimony to our business. A world top 10 freight forwarder will sign up with us to this extent. So I think from a recognition and from a... Uh, a proof of concept point it's absolutely amazing for us and has that made your
0: your sales meetings and the sales guy sales meetings easier since we announced yeah for age? sure
1: i think the day after we made the announcement we had three inbound calls from Uh, Probably the ones just below Jodis wanting to know what they were doing and where they were, right? So having that test case and having that uh, cornerstone client, any business, you know, that's what they strive for. So, you know, Jodis will definitely lead to, you know, the next one and the one after that purely by association as well as the strength of our products. So it's meant a lot to us uh, as a business. I think secondly, um, it will really test our product. Um, Jodis are a very, very big forwarder. So they're going to push volume through us. So we're going to stress test the system. Um, So it will give us a really good sight on how far we can scale straight away. And I think the final point is somebody like Jody's will give us really good feedback, and as you know, we're always striving for feedback. We're always looking to get customers to come and look at the product with us and talk to us about how they feel with it and what it does well and where it could do better. So I think being around something the size of Jody's as well will give us a lot of feedback for the next round of developments.
0: Very good. And in terms, sort of alluded to it, you alluded to it a little bit in terms of what happened once that w- was announced, but. Um, can you tell us, are we speaking to uh, the other bigger groups, say the other top 20 in the world? Are we, yeah. are we speaking to a number of those groups? What are What are we doing in that space?
1: One of the things that um, I have to remind myself about uh, you know, on, on the bad days where we, we're not getting enough sales in and we haven't closed an account and the board are pushing us and the market expects us, all kinds of those things, is you have to look backward and see the number of top 20 freight companies in the world that we're in discussions with. And for a company of our size and our age, that's a major achievement. I would say we're probably in discussions with 50% of the top 20, um, which is remarkable. Uh, it's also you know a really big kudos to our sales team and the effort they make every day. Fantastic. And- in terms of the feedback that these guys
0: give us, why do they want to talk to us or what what gets the second meeting? Obviously, it's, it's like one thing to get a first meeting, but then it's to get invited back. And what are the things that they like about us to invite us back in?
1: I think there's, uh, there's a couple of things. One is that we, we clearly know the industry and we've clearly built a solution that's got the industry in focus. So we've not gone off and built something clever in a corner and are trying to wedge it into the industry. When you look at the way that... Yoji is a company and our software understands the industry. It's very clear that that's where we've come from. So they like the association. They like the fact that it's built for them. Um, I think the other thing is is it's really easy to use. If you look at some of the traditional software that they have, um, it's really difficult and it takes a long time to train people to get it to work. When that person then leaves, they kind of find a gap because they've lost the really important person that was the super user for their software. Um, Yogi's much more easy to use than that. It's very, very intuitive once you start to spend time with it. Uh, and I think they can see that straight away. Uh, and some of the dispatch screens that we use, some of the, the planning modules that are in there, it's really obvious what you're doing, while you're using with the software, and they really like that.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a key thing, that they can actually just turn it on and even try it or press a few buttons, which... Legacy software doesn't actually give There's you. There's no way, of, right? It's and if... two years from the first button press, once you once you <laughs> sign the contract. So the, the the speed in which it can be deployed is also you know, great for us and great for them. That's not a you know a, a big three year project with massive teams and you know everything budgets getting blown. It's it's fairly plug and play for just about any company in the world. Absolutely, and I
1: think it's the thing that uh, you kind of see them look at you and go, are you being serious when you say, look, I can send you an email this afternoon with a login and you, you're good to go. Uh, I think as we do self-start up, uh, self-sign up and that starts up, getting them to sign up themselves, receive the email and, and get a version of the software with some preloaded data to be able to play with, that's going to be the next thing I think that helps push them across. Now, question for
0: me and I think everyone will be interested, do you think that Yoji could become a unicorn?
1: Do I think we could reach a valuation of a billion? Yeah, absolutely.
0: And what do you think would be the the two key things that could help that happen?
1: Uh, So I think continuing to be really aggressive around our timelines with technology and our development, continuing to try and stay ahead of the market and and to bring things uh, to the market that it hasn't seen before in this continued ease of use mode. Um, and I think the other one is uh, is to really use Geodis as our cornerstone and to go out and find the next three or four. I think beyond that, it will have its own momentum. Uh, we'll be struggling to keep up with the market, I think, at that point.
0: Now, on that note, becoming a billion-dollar company, which obviously we all dream <laughs> of, how do we actually charge customers and how do we build up? You know, the, the revenue model, how do, we, how do we grow at the value of the business?
1: So I think we've actually got a model financially that is great for customers. Um, and I say that having come from the industry and being torn apart by technology costs on more than one occasion. Uh, the, the habit and the ability to, to use subscription and transaction um, really supports uh, big operations because it follows the, the ebb and the flow and that big peak and trough that they get during the year. Um, So, yes, when they're very, very busy in peak season, um, the bills will climb because of this transactional nature of what we do. But during the summer periods, if there is a a, a lot anymore, I'm not so sure it goes down as far as it used to. But as business ebbs away, then obviously the cost drops because the transactions don't come through. So I think it's a really fair way and a very, very transparent way to charge customers.
0: You still confuse me with this because I'm <laughs> an Australian. The summer period is the busy one for us. It's this a, easy.
1: Your country's <laughs> the wrong way around, right?
0: But yeah, North, North American, European summer is obviously the, the slower time. Um, and so just to touch more on our, our pricing model. So say so you're a, a trucking company with 25 trucks. one of our sales people will walk in with a contract and can you tell me some of the key elements of that contract that makes it simple and and how that happens?
1: Yeah, sure. So with a company like that, what we look at is, we're back to your word hubs again, right? So we we look at points where trucks and data consolidate. So those are the areas where we need to have an instance of Yoji that helps them to consolidate that data and push it back out to either the field of trucks or their partners whatever we're doing. So very much the, the focus is how many hubs are they using and how many times are they consolidating data. Um, so that starts to drive this hub cost or the uh, the subscription fee. So if they have uh, as an example, if that company had 10 hubs, then you'd be looking at us charging probably $4,000 per hub for that. So that's for the instance of Yoji and all of the software that sits in behind it. We actually don't then charge on a license base or a per vehicle base or some of those other numbers you see in the market it's one fee so it makes it very very simple for the company to use and to scale with so Um, the hubs just from a
0: a layman's perspective is that like 10 Facebook friends can't share an account
1: yeah exactly that so
0: if you you want to have 10 people that want to talk to each other and do their own thing they need their own account which makes a hub and that could be because I specifically look after 5 trucks for one customer or because I do the express parcels inside of, say, Kuala Lumpur, and then there's another guy that uh, manages the the pallets and containers between Kuala uh, Kuala Lumpur and Penang. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And then as Penang picks up the other end of that, then that becomes the same instance again. So it just repeats.
0: So So it's the private information of that operator, and that's how it sort of splits out. And that actually creates more revenue by being able to do that for customers, right? It
1: makes the customers incredibly lean, you know, and in terms of, you know, being able to save costs... And and really lean out their supply chains. Uh, it's it's a massive step, um, and you see a lot of people get quite excited when they see that opportunity. Uh, the second part of it then is in the transactions, right? So we look at how many transactions are going through. By a transaction, we mean uh, a delivery or a pickup. Uh, it's it's an instance of something happening, um, and we charge on that transactional basis. So uh, we generally charge for the parcel deliveries around about twenty cents. So if they were doing a hundred thousand deliveries. Um, within those hubs, then it's 100,000 times 20 cents. So it's really simple to understand.
0: And in terms of our contracts that, through our standards, SaaS customers, is it like a 10-page document that needs to go to lawyers? Or is it a, a one-pager that they tick a few boxes? It's
1: that's... a one-pager. Uh, we've We've worked long and hard with the business and the commercial team here to get it into something that is... Really easy to use. Uh, it's a one pager. We, we, we can sit with the customer and tick through the boxes they want. It's some very simple selections. Uh, we work on different subscription packages depending on the size of the customer and the nature of what they're doing. Once you've picked the subscription, it's, you flip a couple of buttons and you're away. It's done.
0: And once you've signed that contract, how long until you can start using the product? Next day. So essentially, our, our team can take the order form, create an account and next morning, they can log yeah, in. and
1: pretty much next. I mean, if you really push us, you can do it a couple of hours later. Uh, but it's that fast. You know, we don't have to take up space on your server. There's no long-winded implementation and integration. Uh, it's literally like signing into Facebook. You, you get an email and a password. Cool. And I think
0: I mean, that's a good good place to leave it. I've got one more question to ask. And that I think the, the closing statement... From you, if you could tell us in, in 30 seconds why Yoji matters.
1: 30 seconds, Well, wow, that's a challenge for me. Um, Yoji matters because the logistics industry needs technology to survive, and as much as it's fighting it and pushing back, it's coming and it's coming at them fast. They need companies that are easy to use and easy to interact with and sympathetic to to the industry problems that they suffer and understand how to get to the solutions quickly. And that's exactly what we're doing. So you're excited? Over excited, as always.
0: Very good. Thanks for coming in, Carl. No Um, problem. Thanks for having me. I'm sure we'll chat again soon on our Inside Yoji podcast. Cheers. Thanks, Ed.